Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly dialogue that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at thedispassionateobserver.com. That's T-H-E-D-I-S-P-A-S-S-I-O-N-A-T-E-O-B-S-E-R-V-E-R.com. Welcome to Conversations. Z, you and I have been discussing dignity recently. We've talked about why it's important to live with dignity and how if we cultivate this characteristic, we can live happier lives and healthier lives. And conversely, if we lose our dignity, in a sense, we lose our will to live. We find our lives much more empty, much less vibrant. Talk to our audience about this concept. What is dignity and why is it so important? Well, my thought on dignity is, is there used to be this idea of the self-esteem movement and blah, 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 and whether someone could affect your self-esteem. But if you do things that you feel good about, if you follow your passions, find it and follow it, and you nurture that, cultivate that, care for it. This type of sacredness grows from that, this dignity of effort that you can hold sacred in you. Human dignity is a very powerful thing. And it's one of the things that tyrants tend to rob from another human being. You dehumanize them, take that away. And part of that is deny that they have dreams, passions, hobbies, hopes. And the way to rest that back is to never lose that. Always keep sacred in you what is sacred to you. First, find what that is. Find the part of you that identifies your star. There are more stars in the heavens than there are people that have ever lived on earth. But each star if you follow, if you track, it has its own brilliance. And in the dark of the night, it lights our sky. And so in, the, in humanity, those lights, those, that distinguishing piece of us, that's our dignity. And it speaks of itself. So it's, I think it's important for people to cultivate, like some other talk we did about having hobbies and interests, goes back to that. Having things that you find in yourself are worth nurturing is the seed of dignity. And in dignifying others, it highlights your own dignity. When tyrants rob the dignity of an individual, they're actually robbing themselves. They're, 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 they're making themselves less. And when we acknowledge another human being and we dignify them, treating them as a relevant dignitary. That does something for us. I always speak to the Uber driver. I always talk to them. I always acknowledge their, their, them as a human being, their dignity. And in return, it comes back to me in ways that I've never thought that they would come back in wonderful ways. When I'm staying in a hotel or resort, I always speak 
to the wait staff and ask them, hey, how's your day? And I mean it. What's your name? How was your night off? I exercise that not because I'm the most caring of people. In truth, you know me, I don't care that much for many people. But I care dearly for humanity and I care for what it does for me. It actually enriches you. You are dignifying yourself in those small exercises. You're getting out of your own way and refreshing your humanity and giving your humanity more ardor, more shine. And in doing that, you've lifted your life force, your shin, your chi has increased. The jing chi, your prenatal essence, has been nurtured because you've allowed life to cultivate you, to feed you. And there's a reciprocity to that. You follow me, Vin? Yeah, it sounds very much like this Buddhist concept of compassion, which is recognize that other people aren't that different from you, that everyone wants to avoid pain. They've all got hopes and dreams and fears. They all care about their family, their loved ones. They all want to create a comfortable life for themselves. And respect that. Treat them that way. Acknowledge that part of them. I want to step back, though, for a second, Z, because when we talk about dignity I'll put it in my words, and you can tell me if uh, this is how you think about it. it. When I think about dignity, I think about honoring your humanity, honoring your spirit. And what that means, the specifics might be different for different people. But to me, it seems like there are common elements of dignity. And those are based on just what it means to be human. So those are things like passion that you talked about. It's very important to have some passion, some creative outlet in life to feel that you're doing something that you care about, that you can immerse yourself in. Relationships and family are important. Sex is important. It's the nature of life. It's uh, the way that we continue our species. Uh, The free flowing of thought, of ideas, the exchange of ideas, the raising of consciousness through debate, through assimilation of multiple points of view. I think that's very important. So those are the things that I think about when I think about honoring the self and the spirit and dignifying yourself. And when you recognize those same qualities in someone else, you dignify them. Is that similar to how you think about this topic? Oh, yes, Vin. And I I love the way you said that. And I, I started picturing there's so many things that are worth living and makes our life worthy of life, be you a writer or a craftsman, whatever it is, when you nurture that part of yourself, you elevate your brightness. You, elim- you illuminate your life. You truly illuminate your life. Write something, paint something, build something, not for anyone else. It's almost like you leave your mark on the divine, right? You think about, in science, they tell us that every star you see is so far away that often by the time the light itself reaches you, that star no longer exists as far as existence in that sense. But every night you look up and see a star, then in that moment, its radiance and its brilliance has outlasted it. 
And so our humanity is like that. It's like that beautiful star that transcends time and space. Yet you have to nurture it. Be you. Find who you are. And find you in the things around you. And then go back to the you. So I relate to the hard worker. I relate to the artist. I'm not an artist, but I can relate. I'm not a driver, but I, I understand he has hopes and dreams and he's working hard. And that, that, that shine, that brilliance, that, that shin, as he said in Chinese medicine, it has a way of drawing it out of you. To listen to someone's story, that increases your own story. It gives such a texture to life, such an amazing and wonderful texture to life. And without those things, we're just living, but we're not alive. We exist, but we are not dignified. And to deny another person of that is actually to deny yourself of that. Yeah, it's such a good way to put it, that if you're not dignified, if you trade your dignity, if you sell yourself out, and you prevent yourself from following your passions, from following your dreams, you prevent the expression of your own ideas, you become a zombie. You turn into the living dead. And I want to talk about this for a second because at times I feel like so many of the health problems that we encounter, whether they're stress-related problems, whether it's from lack of exercise, these are all symptoms of a deeper cultural problem. And in some ways, I feel like our culture is set up, our society, I should say our society, modern society is set up to destroy our dignity, to suffocate our spirit. If you think about all the things that we've talked about, dignity is being able to follow your passion. Dignity is being able to stand up for what you believe in, to say what you mean, to relate to other people in a way that it recognizes their dignity, uh, that recognizes your differences. We're at a point where everyone wants to be liked. Everyone wants to fit in. There is this incredible desire not to offend. Comedians are getting pulled off the stage because they can't even crack jokes. If you look at universities, which historically have been the bastion of free thought, you can't even present ideas. You can't present research because, God forbid, your research conflicts with someone else's viewpoint, suddenly you're guilty of a microaggression and you have to leave that campus. You can't be part of that environment. If you think about our sexuality, I feel like our sexuality is tied up in our creativity. It's tied up in our spirit. And a lot of that is shut down. And I don't want to get into the Me Too movement. I think there are good aspects of that movement. But there are also aspects which shut down basic human interaction. There are men who are afraid of hugging women because they might be accused of sexual harassment. There's a fear of flirtation. You lose spontaneity. You lose romance. And all of these things that I feel like are so fundamental to who we are, are so fundamental to the way that we express ourselves and our ability to extract joy from this brief period that we have on this planet are being shut down. And it's not even that they're being actively shut down. I don't think it's a conspiracy. It's just that we've ended up in this weird place where so many of the things that are life-giving are now frowned upon and they're suppressed. 
And that means that we lose our dignity. And in losing our dignity, we lose our health. And that starts manifesting in physical problems and emotional problems. Can you comment on that? Well, you can see it when you walk down the street. There's a, the epidemic of obesity that has tragically been normalized so that instead of dealing with the underlying issue, we simply change uh, the sizing of clothing. We have different terms now for the pre-diabetic morbid and gross obesity caused by so many environmental issues in addition to social issues. Um, I think that the pendulum will swing the other way. There's the big sexual identity movement and people forget that your sexuality is private and personal and it's not that interesting to people you're doing general commerce with. Not everybody wants to know nor needs to know what your sexual fetishes, habits, proclivities are. I don't, I don't think it's that interesting. Um, it's private. It's intimate. Who cares other than the person or persons you're with? So now we have to announce all this because our lives aren't that interesting. So we have to, we, we, we've, we've shut down. So we, we're looking for things that aren't interesting to become interesting and they're still not interesting. And it, it's almost like there's a, again, wow, it's, it's like having a laugh line or you're somewhere and somebody says, every, every, okay, everybody cheer, everybody laugh. The soul is evaporating. That's what you mean, the zombie-like condition, the soulless, uh, where sociopathy is so prevalent that it is the, the norm and it's no longer unusual. And it robs us of that thing that makes us human. And it's, it's a quiet and beautiful part of us. Uh, and it is intimate. It is private. Uh, we really shouldn't concern ourselves with other people's intimate and personal business. That means we can spend more time on our own business, creating and developing ourselves while honoring, supporting, and valuing others as we would value ourselves. And so we are now devaluing one another. Um, this whole idea of everyone should make everyone else comfortable is an imposition in itself. If you think about the logic of that, that some collective rule has come that everyone should make everyone comfortable and or safe. And what does that mean? Who, who creates that caliper? And that's, again, it gets into, it's into a whole other thing, Van. We have this, the opt-out movement right here. I, I, I just, I'm just not a part of it. Uh, I, my own joke on it is that I call myself dinosexual. I'm a dinosaur. I think that my likes or dislikes or sexual whatever is, is my business. But it's my business, you know, or whoever's hanging out with me, you know. Um, I, I don't think it's interesting. I, I really don't think people's private lives are, 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 are that interesting that it should be topic. Uh, they're rewriting theater and television, movie shows to include all sorts of people's sexual, uh, sexuality that doesn't bring anything to the story.
again, I'm not very much against knocking people for whatever they're into. But I'm knocking people for forcing their likes and dislikes on everybody and then saying that you must like what I like. It's not my business. And I, I have, I'm juggling too much in my own life. I think if we focus on that, the world is a much better place. Yeah, it's interesting the way that you put it. I just have this sense of 1984. There's that book by George Orwell. And one of the techniques that this Communist Party in the book uses is that they slowly edit language. So they keep on getting rid of words. And instead of words like incredible, fantastic, great, Everything is good. And they actually edit out the word bad. So nothing is bad. It can just be ungood. So you can have good, double good, double plus good. If something is really bad, you can say double plus ungood. And you lose the ability to express anything. And when you take away that power of language and that ability to express thoughts and ideas... You stop people from challenging what's dominant. You stop them from rising up and saying, this doesn't make any sense. Let's do something about it because they just don't have the vocabulary anymore. And in some sense, I feel like that's where we end up when everyone wants to please everyone else, when everyone wants to be liked. You just get to the lowest common denominator. You end up with a world where there aren't any ideas because you have to edit out everything that's controversial. You just get to this world where everything is gray. It's dull and gray. And the only criteria is, can I hold on to something that is the least offensive thing possible? And if it's not going to offend anyone, it's also not going to provoke anyone or stimulate anyone. And life just becomes very dull. We take out the passion. And as you're saying, Z, we take out the dignity. So I don't know what the solution is. I guess it probably starts with the individual I'm not saying that we rise up and we we fix society, but maybe we just create more of an awareness in ourselves that it's okay for me to stand up and talk about my ideas. It's okay if I offend other people. If you want to change, if you want to evolve, you have to offend someone. How can you have any evolution if everyone agrees on everything? It doesn't make any sense. We're not going to go anywhere. So this idea, as you put it, that everyone's got to get along that everyone's got to be comfortable. I think not only is it a wrong idea, it's a very dangerous idea because it becomes very suffocating and it also becomes extremely limiting for us when we think about basic innovation or we think about challenging ideas that might not be the right ideas. It might take us down pretty dark paths. And this is an important narrative to have been, and again, an editor's note is that we don't have answers for everybody, not even trying to say that. But for those of us who are in that opt-out demographic, it is okay to, to laugh. It is okay to uh, be uncomfortable. It's good for you. It's okay to weather an offense. It's okay to sit through it. The world, like yoga, a great yogi told me once, one should not adjust yoga for themselves, for the, but should adjust themselves for yoga. And living in this world, we should adjust ourselves for the world, not the world adjusts for us. 
arrests the ego. And you grow as a human being. Your character is better. Even in the human body, when you have endless access to nutrients, the body has a harder time extracting nutrients from the foods you eat because it isn't being challenged. That's why intermittent fasting is so healthy because you want the body to know hunger so that the refineries and the mechanisms of processing nutrients stay sharp. But if you're constantly overloading the body with readily processed nutrients, it doesn't learn how to find nutrients. Eventually it goes to sleep. So though you're eating protein, you're not getting enough protein. Though you're having vitamin D, you're not getting enough vitamin D. So a bit of challenge, a reason why the challenge is good for every part of you. Having a problem with someone who's dear to you, working that out is what makes you closer to the person. If you don't ever work out problems with people you're close to, you'll never be close. If you quit working out the minute you feel a bead of sweat or it gets a little challenging, you'll never get in shape. If you don't deny yourself calories, you will continue to store bad calories, unhealthy uh, glycemic levels will visit you on a regular basis. And you will become that thing. So everyone who is in this demographic who wants to work on tell yourself it's okay. You know, it's okay to be human. It's okay for me to express my individual dignity. Think about your dignity and how you distinguish yourself from others. What distinguishes you from others? And you don't have to try to do that. You just allow yourself. You may share with your, the dearest people to you, you may share 60% of their belief system. And if you fall out with them because of the other 30 or 40%, then that's not a good reason to fall out. We don't all have to think the same. The illusion of what and who we are is just that, an illusion. Allow that to be fluid. And you'll find it, you, you, you live a much healthier life. Yeah, and Z, I want to transition a little bit. We've been talking about dignity as it relates to ourselves and the things we can do to dignify ourselves, to find our passions, to express our ideas, to live vitally. The other aspect of this is what you mentioned at the beginning, which is we also have to confer dignity on others. And this, I think, is also where our society has gone awry in modern times because a lot of the sense of success that people have comes at the expense of others. So it becomes, it comes because you're a celebrity and you have other people fawning over you. Or if you have a lot of money, you want to create a perfect environment and you go to a restaurant and you expect exceptional service. You expect that nothing is ever going to go wrong. Or you expect that people aren't going to say anything that offends you. And you're not recognizing their value as human beings. You're treating them as tools in a universe that you've created as a means to an end. And in doing that, to your point, not only does it hurt them, it's going to create friction in the relationship and it's going to undermine your own dignity. Because if you do that, it means that your value comes from other people. You don't have any inherent value. 
it becomes this murky world where there aren't any absolute standards. It's just, I'm great because other people like me, but so what? Are those people great? Do they appreciate anything fundamental about me? Are they right to like me? Or is it just some illusion that they're chasing? I remember in one of our previous discussions, you talked about a rock star or a rap star who had this awakening because he got on stage and he hadn't showered in days and he smelled and he hadn't brushed his teeth and he still had people fawning all over him. And he just thought, this is worthless. Even I'm disgusted by myself. What value does it give me to have other people who worship me? Obviously, they're not worshiping me. They don't care about me. They're just following some illusion that they've created in their head, some ideal of who I am. So that robs you of dignity if you keep those types of people around. Uh, so I think the entire idea of success has to move back to the individual. It's not so much about, can I get the world to do certain things for me? Can I get other people to fall in line? It's much more about how am I living? Am I expressing my vitality, my ideas? Am I evolving as a human being? Am I improving my health? And yes, can I help others around me and elevate them? Because in doing so, I'm going to elevate myself. You're absolutely right. And I think that, that again, our whole focus is how can you be healthier? Um, being centered and at peace with who you are. The Tao says success and failure are one and the same. Whether you're going up the ladder or down the ladder, you're still on shaky ground. True success is when you're at peace with where you're at. I would say when it comes to dignity of self, know that you did your best every day. You showed up. You lived up to your word that day. And that's it. Look at others as you would want them to look at you. You take the first step. You pay it forward. Be the friend to your friends you would like them to be to you without looking for reward nor acknowledgement. Here's a big, very important point. Don't look for acknowledgement. Know that the acknowledgement that you got, you got it from yourself. You know, I, I, did, I did right. I, 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 my heart was open. And whether people were aware of that or not, don't, don't, don't care. Don't mind for that. Because it's no longer righteous when you're looking for acknowledgement, reward, or validation. Just do what you believe to be the best you can do. Don't give to charity because you want people to know that you are a charitable person. Do what you can because you felt like it made you feel better. Be that person. Yeah, and I think when you're not, the consequences are pretty severe. You end up with false expectations, and that's why people become addicted to drugs or alcohol. They're living a life where they're out and they're at the right parties and they're making money and they've got the right career. But if it doesn't resonate with you, if it doesn't match what your spirit cries out for, if you're not passionate about it, if you don't have some outlet for your ideas, your creativity, then you might as well be dead. Then there's no reason for you to exist life becomes meaningless and it becomes a very difficult road. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Every five-star review allows us to share more unique and insightful content. Learn more 
at thedispassionateobserver.com. Thanks for listening, and please tune in again next week. Peace.